Welcome to all the lay people from your centers and welcome to all the monks and novices. Today, with our faith, confidence and determination, we come together to learn and practice the Dhamma as usual. We have just passed an important day in the Buddhist calendar, the anniversary of the day when the Buddha gave the first discourse. This is the day when the Brahman Anyakodanya who had previously been following the Buddha for a long time, gained the stainless eye of Dhamma. He understood the Dhamma, and the Buddha exclaimed, Anyasi Watapo Kodanyo. Kodanyo knows. Kodanya knows. Kodanya knows. The Venerable Arahant Anya Kodanya, what was it that he knew? The Buddha gave the sermon of a very ordinary, ordinary nature. He taught that all things of the nature to arise have the nature to cease. All sankharas, conditioned phenomena, whether material or mental, they arise and then cease as normal. The Buddha said that whatever arises, that thing has the nature to cease. This phenomena of nature is what the Buddha taught Venerable Anya Kodanya. And Venerable Anya Kodanya had had samadhi, firm concentration, for a long time. He listened to the Dhamma just once, and he succeeded to attain to becoming a Sotapanna, a stream-enterer. And when he listened to the second discourse, the Anatta Lakana Sutta, he attained to becoming a fully enlightened Arahant. He had built his parami, his spiritual perfections, for a very long time already, and he had made the aspiration to be the first disciple of the Buddha. So what do we understand as being the Buddha? For a child, their parents will tell them that the Buddha statue that they see, made of cement, bronze or wood, is the Buddha. As children, we would understand that the Buddha statue is really the Buddha. When we grow up, then we understand further that the Buddha was born in India. He had a body like a human, but with incredible features. We then have a better understanding. If one doesn't have wisdom, then they will understand that the Buddha statue made from physical materials is the Buddha. But this isn't the real Buddha. Even the physical body of the Buddha, which would be considered as perfect of a human body as possible, with incredible features that were unique to the Buddha, but this still isn't the true Buddha. It is just the physical form. But the real Buddha is the mind of the Buddha that was completely purified, that is free of the mental defilements. This is the Samma Samputta, the fully enlightened Buddha. During the Buddha's time, there were many people who saw the body of the Buddha. There were many who saw the Buddha and then went to heaven. There were many who saw the Buddha, listened to the Dhamma and then attained to Dhamma. But there were also those who saw and came close to the Buddha and greed, hatred, and delusion arose in their minds. There were many who fell to a hell realm and many who didn't believe in the Dhamma of the Buddha. 
This means they saw only the physical form. They didn't see on the level of the mind. They didn't see the Dhamma. The Buddha is within the Dhamma. Whoever sees the Dhamma sees me, the Tathagata. So where is the Buddha then? Is the Buddha in the scriptures, the palm leaf manuscripts, in Dhamma CDs or in the computer these days? That isn't the Dhamma that is true. A child may believe that this is the Dhamma, but if we understand this more deeply, then the Dhamma is the nature that exists here already. The Buddha showed the Dhamma that already exists and taught this to us so that we would know it. If we see and know nature, then we see the Dhamma, we see the Buddha. The person who sees this is called the Sangha. They follow the knowing of the Buddha and are a Sawaka Buddha, a noble disciple of the Buddha. This isn't the Sawaka Sangha which refers to the broader community of disciples, those who ordain and become monks and novices, they put on the robes of a monk or novice, or the lay people who take up the five or eight moral precepts and practice the Dhamma. If we haven't yet seen the Dhamma, then we won't understand the truth and we won't have seen the inner Buddha. All of you have a chance to see the Buddha if you see the Dhamma. This is the true monk, and this is attainable no matter the outwardly form that one has taken up, whether a layperson or a monk or novice or other. So there is no need to worry about the outer form that we are in. Are we a bhikkhuni? Can one keep the eight precepts and see the Dhamma? Can a layperson see the Dhamma? The Buddha guaranteed that one who sees the Dhamma will see the Buddha. It isn't that a monk or novice can come ordained and then they will see the Dhamma, or one ordains in the outwardly form of a bhikkhuni and then they will straight away see the Dhamma. These are just conventional forms. It's like we say we want salt and we take a fistful of sand instead, like a child playing make-believe and selling food. They take sand and put it in a frying pan and make food from it but we can't eat it because it has no saltiness and it isn't edible but if we see dhamma then we'll truly see the buddha this is called seeing it from vimuti the liberated mind then one will be a real monk not just a monk by convention not just a bhikkhuni by convention All people have the chance to attain this if we practice the path of sila, samadhi, panya, morality, concentration and wisdom. So may you not be concerned about your gender. May you be determined to practice Dhamma and then you will understand in the Dhamma following Venerable Anya Kodanya. It's not like you just build one drop of your parami in this life and then your cup of water will be full. If we see that our parami is small, then we need to practice a lot. Then we'll be able to understand the Dhamma of the Buddha. So may you be determined in this. The 17th July that has just passed was the entrance of the rains retreats of the monks and novices and those ordained keeping eight precepts. 
This is made by a determination to enter the rains retreat for three months to practice bhavana, the cultivation of the mind. It's a good chance to fully practice. To know and see the Dhamma, we need to have sila as our foundation and have proficient mindfulness and samadhi and then wisdom will arise. So when we are determined to bhavana, then at that time we have sila and at that time we have mindfulness and samadhi and then there's a chance for all of us to see the Dhamma. So may you be determined to do chanting and bhavana in this retreat. Those of you who are proficient at chanting various verses like Itipiso, Bhagawa, Sama Samputo can chant this 3, 5, 7, 9 or even 108 times according to your ability and strength. May you do this a lot every day. Or if we meditate on the mental repetition Bhutto, then we should Bhutto a lot each day. That means to have a lot of mindfulness. Keeping a meditation mantra going is to keep our mind here, not thinking here and there a lot. It is to make the mind peaceful. But for some people, they may not like to meditate in this way. They instead like to reflect and contemplate on various aspects of Dhamma, and then peace and calm arises, and then they feel joy and rapture. Then they can do this method of contemplation to gain peace. Whatever occupation we are skilled in, then we do that work and then we can find wealth. We can use the method that we have faith and determination in, whether it is to repeat a meditation mantra or to use contemplation into various Dhamma, or sometimes we may use a meditation mantra and other times contemplation, swapping back and forth. But the goal is for the mind to be peaceful. When the mind is peaceful, then we'll understand the Dhamma of the Buddha clearly. So we can recognize that the seeing of the Dhamma is in the mind. The Buddha became awakened in the mind. He became a Sama Sambuddha. And that was the Buddha's mind that was full of Dhamma, completely purified and radiant. That was an Arahant. And in this era... As monks, novices, men and women, can we practice Dhamma? There was a female disciple of Venerable Ajahn Man, who was a Mechi, not a Bhikkhuni. She put on the white robes and kept the eight precepts. The mind of this Mechi had peace and her samadhi was really good. This was a result from her spiritual development from the past. Venerable Ajahn Man told one of his noble disciples to teach her. She practiced Dhamma and ultimately her mind became an Arahant. It became an Arahant through the liberation in the mind. The monks and noble disciples, they didn't attach to gender. When sitting together, they could let them sit together. They could take the food and eat it first if they wanted. These noble disciples, they didn't have anything left in the mind. They understood These forms were simply conventions. There was no woman, man, no monk, no mechi, because both of their minds were liberated. She could follow the conventions. But when lots of people came, then they followed the conventions because others did not understand. Their eyes were still coarse. They only saw what was coarse. 
they just saw the four elements that is the elements that age get sick and dies the elements that are of the nature to decay the elements that are full of unattractiveness one puts on the robes becomes a monk novice or an upasaka upasika and it's just the four elements there that aren't beautiful we need to contemplate this until we can see into this truth until our minds are liberated just like this mechi a disciple of venerable ajahn man who was an arahant so this rains retreat may you put forth effort into your practice don't get discouraged you can determine to keep the five precepts all through the rains give alms each morning chant every day meditate each day on the lunar observance days keeping the eight precepts and contemplating dhamma regularly and that you'll maintain your mind to be good and beautiful and that you'll build your parami then our life will have much benefit and value may you be determined to practice bawana as homage to the buddha dhamma and sangha may you grow in blessings